You're listening to Rosie on the House. There's that rooster crow. It's Saturday morning in Arizona as we head on around back. It's 8 o'clock. It is our outdoor living hour. And the first Saturday of the month, we bring in Julie Murphy with the Arizona Farm Bureau. Always brings a special guest with her. And we try and time it seasonally. The great thing about, well, not the great thing, one of the great things about Arizona is there's always something harvesting at some point in time somewhere throughout the state with all the different elevations and the climate and we try and time her guess with whatever's close to being in season right now so you the Arizona listener know when you're shopping locally uh, what you can be selecting that was grown right here locally and it supports the local farm in your local community and we are broadcasting live today at the Tucson Home Show at the Tucson Convention Center for the Saba Home Show. Uh, if you would like to join the Rosie on the House broadcast early, you can. I believe we have about 20 tickets left to get in an hour early. Uh, you would just park in Lot B, South West Corner, walk down the ramp. You'll see all the food trucks. Just keep going all the way to the last door. And we've got a little live open broadcast. We've got coffee and bagels here provided by the Tucson Convention Center. And we'll be here broadcasting live through 11 o'clock. And we've got our booth right here for the rest of the weekend. So, with that said, this was really a special time for us because our guest is from Cochise County. And I'll let Julie Murphy with the Arizona Farm Bureau introduce uh, introduce her special guest. She's in our flagship station, KTAR in Phoenix. We're broadcasting live down here at KNST out of Tucson. Julie, welcome. Hi, Hi, Romy, and thank you again for having us on. And my special guest today is Ed Curry uh, with Curry Farms, and he's our chili expert and the one that can tell us all about our favorite crop. And if you guys, if our listeners want to listen extendedly to or learn more about it, we also just posted a blog yesterday about Ed Curry. But I'm going to hand it over to Ed so he can tell his story. Ed, why have you guys become so good at developing chilies here in Arizona? Well, we're kind of like doctors in medicine. We're still practicing. We're, I don't know that we're that good yet. <laughs> you look by, by judging by what's in that bag, man. Did you see that, Roman? Yeah. Holy cow. I brought some chilies here to show them, man. so I get to see a little bit of what's going on here. Uh, Julie, my family started, uh, my mother and father moved to Cochise County in 1952 from Oklahoma. Uh, they had experienced some drought trying to raise peanuts and uh, really struggled with that and looked for a uh, an irrigated area and they found Cochise County um, 1957 my dad planted his first chili crop which was virtually a failure due to how hard it is to get a stand and him being a novice 1958 he produced his first chilies uh, he was uh, selling them to a canner in uh, the old Douglas Bisbee Airport, Mr. Bob Kenyon, Bob and Shorty Kenyon, had had a cannery, a cannery there. And uh, they started selling there, and uh, chili became a very important part of our livelihood. And I knew that as a little boy. At eight years old, we flew on a plane to uh, Hatch, New Mexico, to the Lytle farm. Uh, uh, we, Jim Lytle and his wife uh, 
had had uh, developed a better seed and perfected the chili a little bit and finding good seed was very difficult and i knew at eight years old seed was important so even then hatch new mexico was known for their chilies yeah that was still that was still the epicenter <laughs> if you will okay. yeah, All right. absolutely and 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 so so from there at about eighth grade a man named phil via who is one of the best pepper geneticists in the world was the breeder for Ortega out of Oxnard, California. And I started following Phil around and really fell in love with him and the crop. And uh, my dad worked extensively closely with Phil. And then uh, shortly out of high school, I joined ranks with Phil, and we started growing seed blocks. And he started teaching me. Uh, always throw in, I'm extremely ADHD. I I. I did not do well sitting in a classroom, but but my classroom as a chili field was wonderful. And Phil, uh, in the advent of cell phones, and I could call Phil from Camarillo, California, and literally spend uh, hours on the phone with him in the field, guiding me on how to select, what to do. And it was just a, a lifelong process. And next to my dad, he had more influence on me than any one man in my life. And uh, we lost Phil five years ago, and we continue. But uh, we have a very diverse set of genetics. We have the largest gene pool of capsicum atoms in the world, and we do more research than, than anybody at any research station, any college, any university, uh, anywhere. And I don't mean that arrogant. That's just kind of what's happened. And uh, so we do, we, we're blessed. We get to work with Dr. Rod Wing here at the U of A and in the molecular division and Steve Hansen with the molecular division in New Mexico State. What y'all looking for in all that molecular study of peppers? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun question. <laughs> what are we looking what for? What y'all looking for? Oh, well, uh, for one thing, you know, the basics. Good question. The basics. Number one, we're looking for high yield for the grower. And what really put put us on the map was in the early 90s, uh, the, the chili industry was growing. And as you guys know, you get, if you get on one plant, you might get some hot chili and you might get some mild. And is I this? Didn't, a, I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. In the early days, that's the way it was. You, 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 the heat consistency was very difficult. It was nature's box of chocolates. You just never knew what you were going to get. <laughs> well said. Well, well said, said, Romy. Uh, it, 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 you just never knew. And, and for this industry, industry to spread, and as we all know, uh, Mexican cuisine has really grown. And for it to grow into the north and the east, we couldn't burn people up. Because the first time somebody got a hot chili, they were done, you know. <laughs> and, and, and I got some hot ones in here. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, you can just smoke somebody, and that's, that's tough. They don't want it after that. Uh, so what, our, what really brought us to, to the forefront in breeding was we were the first ones to come with a stabilized heat level genetically <laughs> so, that, so that this industry could spread, and it did. And, and our, our first variety was Arizona 20, and Arizona 20 was very stable in heat, almost too mild, almost grassy. Uh, it, 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 heat in itself, uh, there's many. Uh, Is the number a reference to a heat index? Scoville, the Scoville okay. unit, okay. Okay. units. But but then inside the Scoville unit is there's there's the anhydros and dihydros, and we all know that you eat one, you know, like a jalapeno hits you one place in your mouth. Uh, other chilies hit you in the back of the throat. Some chili, you eat it, and 
five minutes later, you go, hmm, you know, I think that thing's getting hot. And a little bit just going, hmm, you know, it's getting really hot. You know, <laughs> so you the whole, it. the whole. Do you bring the ice cream in that bag? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, chili's an interesting fruit because it's the only thing we eat that gets us coming and going. You know what I mean? <laughs> just a bit of humor. Well, right? hey, and the Romero family is going to love to try your chili peppers, Ed, because they love to cook, and you guys get pretty spicy. Right? Yeah, we look like with a good the, heat. And there's a lot of good recipes right there on your fillyourplate.org with you can if you need some ideas for that. Yes, to just use those chilies. Chili peppers. The only thing that's lacking right now, but Ed promises me we'll get those on there, is some recipes from his sister and his wife that can really add and enhance that whole list of recipes that feature our Arizona chili peppers. And we're talking about the different types of chili peppers, and we were talking genetics. One of my stat sheets, there are how many different sets of genes in a chili pepper? Well, you know, that's a, that's an interesting question. Uh, first off, I'm going to ask you, how many genes do you think Romy a human has? You know, I've only got four. I got my Sunday I got pair. <laughs> I got my, my stable pair. Julie, I think we're going to have to guide these boys back to subject. They're yes. over on Levi's and Wranglers. You know. Exactly. A human has roughly 22,000 pairs of jeans. I mean, there's there's there's. I have more debate. in my closet. Yeah, she has more in her closet. But, you know, technically the real science says 19,500 and something. I forget exactly. But give or take 20 to 22,000 genes, and we learn more all the time. Pepper, <clears throat> my original study showed 42,000, and that's what I taught kids in classes for years. Uh, um, but recently UC Davis did a new study and comes up with that there's a little over 30,000. But nevertheless, whether it's 30 or 40,000, it's still much more diverse than even we as humans. And our job as breeders is to to separate those gene packages out. And I love to talk about gene packages because it's really fun. If I say to you, Romy, brown eyes, you say what hair? Brown. Or if I say to you, blue eyes, you say what hair? Blonde. Blonde. If I say red hair, you say what? Fair skin, right? Typically. And freckles. And freckles. freckles. Yeah. (laughs) So my job is to make a freckle brunette, you know. (laughs) My job is, is to take these gene packages and 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 because they they run in packages and we're trying to take the best of certain things and put it with the best of other things and leave the genes that we don't like behind it's fun guys i'm telling you i gotta live to be 150 years old to get some of this stuff figured out it is fun and and you know to me if you don't see god's handiwork in what i do boy you're pretty blind because this thing there is diverse genes in this thing it's amazing and you're a fourth-generation farmer. Yes, sir. Uh, no disrespect, but I'm going to just go out on a limb and say you're probably not going to make it to 150. Do you have a fifth generation coming up behind hey, you learning from you? We're eating chili. This one chili has more vitamin C than two oranges, and we might make it. You know, I've ate a lot of chili. <laughs> I love your optimism. <laughs> now, you've just sliced a pepper open. What, what are you showing? Well, that? you know what I was going to show you? Good question. What I was going to show you is, and this one's not, I thought I had, I know I've got one in there that's hot, but this one's not very. But the capsaicin runs down the placenta wall. Okay. And and so anytime you want to fool your friends and, and make them think you can eat hot chili, you take the slice that doesn't include the placenta wall. 
and 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 then give them the placenta wall, and they're going to get the capsaicin, and, and you're not. And the placenta wall is that ribbed, that inside right. rib. Right. That's where the seed are developed. You know, an interesting thing. Most people will tell you, "Oh, the seed is hot." In and of itself, the seed's not hot. It's only be- the reason the seed is often perceived as hot is because the capsaicin is developed on the placenta wall where the seed is attached and it spreads to it. Now, we have a mutation that we're having a lot of fun with right now, and that is it starts a vestigial vein, a vein that never, that's a, that's a medical term. It basically means it, it, it doesn't quite mature in the sexual organs. It's actually a medical term. But the same in plants, in the placenta wall, when it doesn't quite mature, then it sends these, these, these false placentas down, but it's also sending capsaicin. We have had a lot of fun with this because to have a chili with the heat and the meat is, is, is very different. Only at Rosie on the house are you going to learn birds and bees and hot peppers. And <laughs> That's right. And That's right. You get it all right here. And Ed Curry is my best example of a farmer with a lot of enthusiasm, and in this case about chili peppers. What is this stuff? My uvula's on fire. My ears are ringing and my nose is running and my feet are starting to perspire. Then number two was called flamethrower and it was not misnamed. One taste, my eyes, ears, nose and throat all shot out long blue flame. Somebody Which is what we've been able to engineer out of today's. Uh, is, is this Arizona's 20? Seed gene we're looking at here on the table? Actually, no. This is all newer stuff. Okay. This is all. <clears throat> Actually, we made a cross. Phil made a cross for me in 1996. And this stuff here, we've been selecting on it, working on it, honing on it recrossing it doing different things but my original parent material here came from across in 1996 so i've been working on this a long time 22 years wow uh so it gives you you know i i tell my teenage boy you know just be patient i worked 17 years on that last chili you know you know one thing i want to i want to throw in we talked about mutations and i'm going to let you guys uh, uh, taste this, and, and uh, for the listening audience, I'm showing them a pepper that I sliced the sidewall to show the uh, mutation and how that the vestigial vein tries to to kick in. And so, uh, I'm, I'm going to give each of you a, a little taste of this, and it may not have much. I don't know. Tell me if it don't. Well, we'll uh, uh, try that. Did you get a little ting from it, or no ting? There's a little ting on the tongue. We'll do one at a time, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) The blue flames. (laughs) Ed won't have a problem with that because he can do all the talking and tell us more about chili peppers. (laughs) You know, a a, a mutation. Hit the back of the throat. (laughs) Yeah, a a, a, a mutation that was captured in in the early 1900s that we commonly all eat is the navel orange. And okay, most, okay. most people don't know that. That was a mutation. But it was easily captured because we've been able to graft trees for many years. Uh, to do the, the, the technology that we do is has came on later. And, of course, now there, there's the, the CAS-9 type work and, and gene shooting and all kinds of stuff. I do not do that. We do strictly Mendelian genetics. And I always like to make that clear because people get all shook about well, are, are you making a three-eyed monster, you know? Right, and, right, right, right. And, and all we're doing is rearranging those some 30,000-plus genes. Didn't, to, you, te- didn't you Didn't you tell me 
Ed, that it was like putting together Lego blocks? Yeah, thank you, Julie. I love to tell that. It's basically it's like having a big box of Legos. And and once you figure out what gene. Now, we're doing our phenotyping. In other words, the word phenotype means look at what size, what type of plant. We look at plant habit. We look at fruit size. We, we look at flavor. Um, one of my patents is on thin skin. We change the thickness of the skin. You've all roasted chili and know that the skin can be like a piece of plastic. You've patented these, these peppers? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let me ask you this. These hybrids you've got here, are they like a... Are they like a mule, and you always have to go back to the graft to reproduce them? Or all those seeds in there, can they reproduce another just like it? Technically, these can. Now, my hybrids can't. I don't do a lot of hybrid work. Basically, what I sell is open pollinated. Uh, we, we That's a struggle in the industry. Uh, everybody knows the big war with Monsanto and mm-hmm. the lawsuits and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've been very blessed. I love to tell this story, guys. Thank you for asking. Because this story has to do with integrity. And my growers, very seldom do I have a grower try to cheat and keep seed. Because they know we're over here working on it. And if they keep seed and they don't buy seed from me, I can't can't make a profit and I can't keep going. So this industry has been, it's a small industry. Uh, We... Our father's country is South Africa. We do some. We sell some in Peru, some in a little bit in Chile. Um, Mexico is is obviously a big player with us. Um, to then what we call the Chile Belt, which uh, Dr. Silvertooth from the University of Arizona will talk about that often, calling what he calls the Chile Belt, which is pretty much from Gilroy, California, to Seminole, Texas, to Pueblo, Colorado. And, and that engulfs the heart of it, which is the New Mexico area, Deming, Hatch, Las Cruces. Um, Chile tends to do really good with cool nights and medium hot days. That's why the Tucson, Phoenix area, most of these varieties are not going to do well because it's just flat too hot. And, Ed, you need to tell them that now, because of all the work you've done, 80 to 90 percent of the chilies in the world today have your genetics in them, right? Or how did you say that to me? Well, thank you, Julie. We we furnish about 90% of the seed for chili in the world. And and I say that, and eh, it's a pretty small industry. But that honestly, it's what gave us a niche is the big companies, really, there's not enough volume in this for a Monsanto to come in and take over. Romy, you got us a global dignitary on the show today. <laughs> I can comb my hair to come, boys. <laughs> More with farmer Ed Curry and Julie Murphy from the Arizona Farm Bureau right after this. Here we go. Jimmy Buffett. Hot, hot, you hot. Can, you can well, welcome Chuck and Barbara coming to come in the uh, Tucson Convention Center where we're broadcasting live this morning from the Southern Arizona Home Builders Association home show going on all this weekend. We have arranged by special arrangement with Tucson Convention Center to open a back door for any Rosie on the House listener who'd like to come in. We've got tickets at the back door. Come in back by the food trucks. Walk all the way down to the end of the loading ramp, the far east end of the loading ramp. We've got an open door there with tickets for you. I think we had, what, about 30 pre uh, No, we had RSVP. 100, and we had 70 uh, pre-RSVP, so we have 30 okay. left. Okay, so we have about 30 left. So if you don't already have a ticket with your name on it, we got room for about 30 more extra guests. Come on down. 
we said be here at 9. A couple folks showing up early. Come on down. We've got the door open now. And special guest here this morning, global you'll, dignitary. And next hour will be our open line hour, 9 o'clock, and you'll be able to ask your questions live. We'll also have Tucson Electric and Power here joining us as well. But we're joined with Cochise County Farmer, Mr. Ed Curry of the Curry Farms and on Curry Road. So that should give you an indication of just how long <laughs> y'all have been there. <laughs> been there a day or two, yes, sir. And when we're looking at different chilies, so we learned about how to pick the hot part and the not hot part, and you were pointing out something on, on the how, yellows. On the yellows. Okay, I, I'm holding in front of y'all a, 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 a project we've been working on 25 years. This represents 25 years of selection and crossing. It's it's a, 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 a yellow, bright yellow pepper. It uh, we have it in hot, mild, some medium. It's it's we really haven't released this booger yet, but some of our tests have gone have showed that it has a, a nutritional value of a hundred times that of spinach, and that, that basically what you're looking at is the lutein and the zeaxanthin mm-hmm. panels. I didn't need another excuse not to eat spinach, but I got another <laughs> one now. <laughs> yeah, now eat this. Chili. I'm just eating chilies. <laughs> You'd have to eat a hundred ounces of spinach to eat to one ounce of this chili. Wow. It's the same nutritional value, and in 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 fact, we we've had a lot of interest on this, and 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 I need to clarify: not all the tests are that high. That was the peak. It's fun to talk about that one because that one was the peak. But the panel of lutein's, that's the, the one thing that, that our listening audience I, I really like to share, is the nutritional value of chili. The, the antioxidants, the vitamin C, the vitamin A, the vitamin D, uh, peppers are very, very, very healthy. And, uh, and, and this has been a fun project. Because genetically, I, what are you trying to do? When you say it's a project, is it the color, or is it the the nutritional value, or is it the flavor, or is it all of that? Rosie, what are we trying to accomplish with that pepper? This flavor is unbelievable. I, I, my sister roasted some and served my mom and dad uh, yesterday or day before some of this because I, I wanted them. They, obviously, they've been in the chili industry for many many years, and 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 so I take my new stuff down to them. Hey, what do you think? You know. This thing is unbelievably sweet. Um, probably most folks have ate either a yellow tomato or, or a yellow watermelon, yellow meat watermelon. Well, this is kind of a twist on that. I was actually looking for the color. Originally, you know what I used this for? When I lecture to the U of A students and the New Mexico State students that come to the farm, and, and when I, I could show them a block of this and show how breeding works and show how it separates and show that typically if we make a cross, Let's say we take a yellow bell pepper and cross it with a purple bell pepper. The first year, you're going to have a hybrid, an F1, and that hybrid is going to going to pretty much, whatever it turns out, it's going to look pretty much consistent. But then you grow the F2, and then it starts splitting up, and that's the fun part. That's where <laughs> our fun starts is because 25% of them are going to be purple, 25% of them are going to be yellow on the plant. But then in between that 50% is all kinds of blends. And that's where I call stirring the gene pool up. And then we start selecting. And I have a team. I have uh, Manuel Cervantes and David Cartmel and uh, uh, Manuel's daughter and, 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 and another fellow, Ramon, that work with us. And they've been with us for years. And they love it. We have so much fun, guys. You know, my growers, 
in New Mexico, because we furnish the seed over there, it's kind of fun. In the fall, they get mostly done with harvest, and they're on the mountain hunting elk. And yeah. I tell them all, while they're on the mountain hunting elk, I'm in the field hunting chili so their lives can be better. And and we love it. And and, and to be honest, I don't want to go to the mountain and hunt elk. I want to be in my chili field. I, we provide our own entertainment. You know what I mean? I love what I do. If, if, if you don't go away with anything else today, know that if I die tomorrow, I love what I did in life. It's it's absolutely so, fun. You know what? I, my conclusion is chili peppers have allowed you to play Legos as an adult. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> genetic Legos. Genetic, genetic Legos, absolutely. Legos. And This know, is genetically modified food. Well, not as a GMO like something shot. This is all done Mendelian, just yeah. like Peter Mendel. It, it's all done old-fashioned. That's why it's taken me 20 years, 20-plus yeah. years to get to this. But as, as I was saying here in the Lego field, when I would show the, the kids, when the classes would come, well, it was real easy to see a red and a yellow chili. It was real easy. So I could show them that 25% of one, 25% another, and 50%. It was a great teaching tool, and I love to teach. I mean, that's that's the joy of life is to watch these kids light up. We host an FFA field every, every first Friday in November, and, and kids come from all over, and then they compete, and we give first place prizes. And the fun part is we have a hot chili eating contest. Now, that is the challenge. Three years ago, a little beautiful blonde-haired girl was winning. And I'm telling you guys, them boys were trying to outdo her, and, and, and they were eating hot chili till finally they were up. You know what I mean? It wasn't staying down. I'll just say it that way on the air. And, and, uh, but it's so fun, and the kids love it, and, and they leave the farm understanding a little bit about what it means to select. And, and, and pepper is so diverse that every country in the world, except for the, the ones around the Arctic Circle in the north, have their own pepper. Every country. Wow. Imagine that. So, so when you travel Mexico, and I've, I've, I've been in lots of places in Mexico looking for chili, and it's so fun. You get in there, and there's these little villages. They call them ajilos, and they're proud of their chili because their ancestry selected and selected and selected, not knowing anything except for that chili looks better. And you know what? You can herd a set of genes even that way, you know? That's why it's really bad when a big tall guy marries a bucktooth woman. You know, <laughs> you, you, you get you get kind of a funny looking kid. You know, no. <laughs> poor humor, poor humor. That messes up the gene pool right yeah. there, yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm used to picking up chili peppers in bags from the grocery store that are about four inches long, maybe at the most. And there's a couple different varieties because when I'm making like a, a a morning breakfast burrito, I like to cut up a couple just for the presentation of the different colors. Sure. I mean, these are 10 inches long, at least. How how big can you get a chili? Well, we go. It, we lost our record. We had the world, the Guinness Book, in the Guinness Book, we had the, the world's heaviest chili at, at just just right at two-thirds of a pound. I forget the exact grams. But anyway, a, a guy from the Ukraine beat us here, here not, not too long ago. Um, but... I mean, we get some pretty big ones. Uh, you ought to see some of my growers. I, I got growers in New Mexico that are way better than me at growing. And, man, they, they, they take our genetics and get some really pretty big chili out there. And, now, Ed, there... Why, why is it that you're the epicenter of genetic improvements for chili peppers, but most of the chili peppers being grown in New Mexico? I mean, we do have – we are growing it here. Um, Robert Knorr is one of our farmers that grows chilies, but – why not 
to the level they are in New Mexico? Well, New Mexico has kind of been the upper center from way back in the early 1900s. And, and the canners were developed there. In, here in Arizona, just south of us, um, uh, the Macayo restaurants, uh, their owners, uh, the Johnson family, has the uh, Fiesta canning. And, and, and we grow for Fiesta as well. Um, but the picture was New Mexico was just the heart of it. And, and I'll tell you, quite honestly, right now, part of why there's not many acres grown for the green industry industry in new mexico is they pushed a new mexico grown thing and so most of us arizona growers lost our contracts to them at that point uh but we still continue to furnish the seed and uh, i I tell you i love my growers i i I know most of them personally know their kids watch them i I just got a picture from from one of the so if i pull up at your farm on curry road am i am i going to find greenhouses and laboratories and you're just growing (laughs) to develop the variety or are you producing and harvesting peppers trying to think of that song about the green-eyed monster you know (laughs) you pull up to our farm yes do i have a greenhouse yeah but is that the core of of what we do no what you will see is block after block after block of chili separated with corn we do that so the the bees won't move the pollen around and 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 then you'll see many individual plant rows uh single rows um it's really fun and 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 then each area like we have all the hot chili pretty much in one area we have the cayennes in another area we have the high color i I haven't even mentioned high color i talked about the lutines in this one i haven't mentioned the color thing uh many years ago kathleen walker who was a journalist with arizona highways did a story with us i think you can look it up on the line but uh I never forget, Kathleen was a little short lady with lots of spark in her eye. And, and I, I turned, I had a, a paprika in my hand, and I said, Kathleen, when I breathe this, I have to keep the heat out of it because the oil, the oleo resin in this is used for makeups and for your lipstick. And if I let this genetically revert back to have a little heat in it, hun, you'd have hot lips. Now, Kathleen looked at me. She was about 4'11". She was real short, real tiny, just the neatest lady. And she put her hands on her hips, and she said, Ed Curry, I did not need your chili to make my lips hot. <laughs> that was, that was a, a mark I never forgot, but, but she was a lot of fun. But the truth is most people do not realize that a large portion of, of color dyes come from red chili, from paprika. It's really... There's a difference in chili and paprika. Paprika has zero heat or very, very low. And, and so uh, most people don't recognize that, that, that that is a huge part of our industry wow. is, is the color. So we've bred right now. We're very proud to say we have the highest extractable color in a chili variety of almost double any other varieties in the world. And I, I guess, I hope that don't sound braggadocio, but we're pretty proud of that. That was, a, that was another 20-year project. And you are growing a lot of chilies because you are the one that pr- provides the seed to our growers. Yes, ma'am. And, so. then, and then I contract out, too. I have other growers grow for us. And then our byproduct, because we crush the chili to take the seed out, our byproduct is this chili paste, and you can find it in, in Walmart. So I'll do a little advertising here. And this is a funny well, story to tell. The whole point of this is to connect the listening audience with where to buy product locally. So, 
I mean, okay. it's not so. an advertisement. You're completing the whole purpose of the interview. <laughs> Where do you get local produce to support local farmers for gotcha. your family? Because yeah, I'm pretty sure one thing everyone listening today is going to do unless um, they fast on Saturdays is, is eat. So if you're going to do it anyway, why not do it where you're supporting the local farmers and ranchers? Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, you'll find us, and this is a funny story. My broker, we have a small cannery, and and our our broker is in Denver, Colorado. Our label, his label, actually we pack it for them, is Select New Mexico. You will find us in in Walmarts, uh, some food cities. Um, also a sister company that we, we don't, we're not partnered up quite as much as we used to be, but Santa Cruz Chili. And Santa Cruz has a great name here in Arizona, and they've done a great job, and Jeannie and Bill continue to do a good job. And, and so you can, their product is, is, is very similar, and then they have salsas, uh, and we used to make all their products. Now we just do this select New Mexico, but uh, Fiesta works with them. It's, it's a neat it's a, it's a neat family of people, I'll tell you that. So if you buy Select New Mexico, you're buying an Arizona chili paste. Yeah, you're, if you buy Select New Mexico, you're buying an Arizona chili paste brokered out of Denver, and, and, and it's in Walmarts. And any peppers you're buying, you're probably getting some of Curry Farms genetics. So, uh-huh. so well, we'll, we'll talk about all local. those different canned products that you can find this, uh, Ed Curry's chilies in uh, right after this. So if you're listening in the 7 o'clock hour and you heard Dan Diotri talk about a chili recipe, well, now you know why, because we have Ed Curry in with Curry Farms and Julie Murphy with the Arizona Farm Bureau. It's our uh, first Saturday of the month. We always bring in somebody uh, from the Farm Bureau. And Julie, you sent me a list of chili pepper facts. Why don't you cover a couple more of those, because I... The details in them. I'm, I'm always well, here's, fascinated here, with details. Here's the number one chili fact I'm going away with today. You spend 15 to 20 years developing a genetically specific pepper that you're growing, and one bumblebee can mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, Rosie. One My, stinky bee. Mine is that I can eat one ounce of chili, and that equals 100 ounces of spinach. You're good for that. <laughs> I'm yes. good for that. All right, Julie, what's your chili Well, facts? one of the ones that I thought was pretty cool is how long they believe that the chili seed and chili plants have been around, and I think something like 6,000 years. So, Ed, you have nothing on some, <laughs> some of the ancient tribes that have developed this seed over the years but you're the guy that's really made it made it pretty unique for what we do here in Arizona and the other thing that strikes me about everything that Ed told us today is how farmers really help one another and are dependent on one another we may be developing a lot of the genetics here in Arizona but it's our New Mexico farmers or growers that are producing it and making sure that it gets on our shelves so, and, and let me throw in my Colorado and my Texas and my California right. growers <laughs> <laughs> and, and my Sonoran and, and uh, uh, the growers in Mexico um, that do quite well. Julie, one thing I want to bring up is we recently did something really fun. Uh, we met with the Diamondbacks in, uh, uh, 
young young lady named Natalie and another Morgan and a, I believe a fellow named David David and a chef named Steve who is over all the restaurants there at the Diamondback Stadium as well as the Suns. And we're doing a, a, a special variety of chili just for them. Yes. That's awesome. And, and it's going to be fun? called the D-Back Salsa. It's uh, the 505 flagship company. Uh, my friend Rob Holland is kind of heading that up. And, uh, and, and our, our catch to it is it's Arizona bread, Arizona grown. And my phrase is go. Arizona to the bone, you know, and, 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 and that's, that, you know, we're excited about that. We were in the stadium just uh, two weeks ago, two weekends ago, and uh, it, was, it was just uh, all my life, New Mexico has carried the name of Chile, and, 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 and that's great. We're thankful for them. I don't want to in any way say we're not, you know, but it's fun to bring up an Arizona bread, yes. Arizona grown, Arizona product that will be for us Arizonans. And so hopefully by, uh, by next season, you will uh, be able to buy uh, a D-back salsa with the Arizona chili and it bread right here in Cochise County. And it's we're, called again? It'll be called D-back salsa D-back or, or 505. 505. 505. I don't know if any of y'all have ever ate 505 chili. They make a delicious product. It's diced. It's put. They they package it in uh, Albuquerque, I believe, and uh, uh, it's, it is it's good. Just I've had those. Beautiful product, and 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 so we'll be we have already bred a, a particular chili that's going to go into that, uh, just for the D backs, and so we're we're pretty proud of that. That's Arizona awesome. grown, Thanks Arizona bred, that. Arizona to the bone. Awesome, Julie. Uh, anybody that's interested that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, metropolitan area where it's not really realistic to be a big part of agriculture, but you can join the Farm Bureau and support it. Yes, uh, membership for non-Aggies is just $59. If you're an Aggie, depending on what county you live in, it's either 142 180 and that's a year, and you get a lot of benefits and all that fun stuff. If you ever want to learn more about Ed, he's got so many stories. We've got plenty we can write about him. Just go to AZF b.org and also fillyourplate.org is three searchable databases you can search for recipes you can search for products directly from our farmers and ranchers and also we have a farmers markets that's searchable and it's mobile friendly so if you're up north and you want to go to a farmers market before you do your hike you need to go to fillyourplate fillyourplate.org and we can't let you out of here without asking the chili wizard what's your favorite chili recipe how, how do you eat your chilies my favorite chili recipe is my mother's. She makes the most awesome chili relleno. She uses a part cornbread slash flour uh, breading on it with chili, with uh, the the longhorn cheese inside it. She's done that for years. Her and a neighbor lady when I was my sister and I were very little, done that and. Uh, I'm Boy, coming out to Cochise great. County again because yeah. yeah. I want to I want to try. My, Can my I hitch family. a ride? I, I, <laughs> I got some sons and my wife involved, and and we're we're grateful to uh, to Mikey and Kiefer and Tyler and Paige, and and we just got a, a great group uh, in our family. My wife Jeanette, and uh, it's uh, it's a truly a f- still a family or organization, and amongst uh, uh, the other, we my That's business fun. manager Roseanne. Holy cow! We, her and her husband at Water. We just couldn't. We couldn't function without it. Ed Curry, thank you, Curry Ed. Farms. It's been a pleasure and a blessing. Julie Murphy with the Farm Bureau. Thank you for your time Saturday morning and arranging Mr. Curry to join us. If you missed it or would like to listen to it again, because there's a lot of great information covered. And if you got wrong which side of the chili pepper to eat, you can get the podcast <laughs> at rosieonthehouse.com.